Welcome to the podcast. I'm Isaac Carroll, and this is What Do I Know? Hey guys, I know it's been a while. To be honest, I hadn't really set out to take this much time off, but uh, God had other plans for me. Now, if you remember my last podcast, I had talked to you about you know some of the questions that had started plaguing me during the men's camp. And what that led me to ask the big question, was there a difference between a believer and a disciple? Now, the answers to that led me to wonder if God had really called me to teach. And with some heartfelt prayers, calling out to God, God had showed up in three separate occasions to give me validation and to secure me in my calling. And I really felt that I was turning a corner in the season I was in. And I remember after after I'd done that podcast, I was waiting on God to show up, to give me this new message. Um, I wanted to stir my heart and set my new path, and I, it, I didn't know what to expect. So I studied, and as I was studying, I waited on God. And as I was waiting, I recalled my pastor teaching the message and proclaiming God's word, about proclaiming God's word. And the study was on John the Baptist. And I've probably spoke to you about this before. But I would remember distinctly him saying that you should have something to say and a desire to say it. I mean, if you're going to preach, you should have something to say. And it's always resonated with me because I felt I had something to say. And as I prayed and studied, my mind went back to the question, is there a difference between a believer and a disciple? And as I couldn't help but to think that my message really didn't make sense anymore. I mean, if, a believer and a disciple were in the exact same boat, both sinners in need of Savior. And all the things I proclaimed that people needed to do just didn't make sense to me anymore. So what was my message supposed to be? And as I was debating all this, uh, it also crossed my mind, you know, people who always get all upset about denominations, they really shouldn't even get upset about it. They, I mean, it really doesn't make a difference one way or another. Self-help preachers, any of it really doesn't make a difference. I mean, if all we really need to worry about is for them to proclaim the message of Jesus and salvation, then why are we worried about what people do otherwise? I mean, if we're all in the same boat, honestly, what's the difference? So I started praying to God to give me, give me this new message because if he called me to teach, which obviously he had, he had done because he had showed up and, and validated it in the last in the last uh, sequence of time. So I knew that I was called, but I didn't know what I was supposed to say. The message I had been saying really didn't resonate with me anymore. It didn't seem valid. Now, the problem with all this is, is that even though I say it didn't seem valid, I wasn't really completely sold on this new message, on this this whole thing that I was going through right now. It just, I don't know, it just, I, didn't, I wasn't, completely on board with it yet. I mean, to, to be honest, the only thing I really knew is that I love the Lord. And at this point, not much else. And this built a lot of frustration in me. I didn't know what to do. I don't know if I was mad because God corrected me because I was wrong, or I just really didn't see the objective anymore. And it was during this time that other things started bothering me. I noticed that I didn't feel anything anymore. I didn't feel any joy I didn't feel any regret. I didn't feel any peace or confidence. I didn't feel any shame. I didn't even feel guilt, which I normally feel. I just didn't feel anything. Like I was emotionally dead. And I, 
I can't explain how odd that is because for me, I'm, I hate to say even as a man, I'm an overly emotional person. And that's just the way it is. It's just a fact. My, my, my wife would attest to that. I guarantee you. And the fact that I didn't feel anything, it concerned me and it concerned me about my spirituality. And I knew I needed to do something. I just didn't know what I needed to do. And it was after this that I began to notice that I didn't feel God anymore. He wasn't speaking to me. He wasn't leading me. I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel his presence. And when you become so used to feeling God's presence in your life, the absence of it is quite glaring. I mean, it's not something that you all of a sudden notice. I mean, it's, it's, it's quite plain. The best way I can describe that is take a small child, all right? A small child is walking and their parents are behind them. They don't have to see their parents, but they, they kind of know they're there. They feel that they're there. They can sense that they are there. They're, they're comfortable because the people who love them, who protect them, who guide them, they're right behind them. And, and that brings confidence and comfort. Now, what happens when you turn around and you don't see your parents? That sudden realization that they're not there. Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of the closest way I can describe it. Now, it's not exactly the how it is, but if I was going to compare it to something, that's how I would compare it. And with all the things that I was feeling, I just kind of figured that God was giving me some space. I, I, I didn't know what to really think. And that wasn't the only thing that was going on. It was around this time that it was during this time that God had set me down in other ways. I wasn't, I found that I wasn't teaching any classes at church. The first time in a number of years, I found that I wasn't asked to stand and lead anyone in the word. Now, this fact wasn't lost on me either. The church where I was attending had brought in a special speaker to, to teach us on Wednesday night on the book of Proverbs on wisdom. My church had proclaimed that month of January was going to be a month of wisdom. There were 31 days in the month of January, and there were going to be 31 Proverbs, one for each day. And I thought it was only right that God had sat me down during this time, because obviously I hadn't shown much wisdom of late. Now, I know that sounds like I'm throwing myself a pity party, but it couldn't be further from the truth. I honestly felt this was a blessing, a true blessing, that I... I my heart just wasn't into teaching at the moment. And I knew that was going to become glaringly obvious. And I just needed to sit down and, and be renewed and, and get a message. And that's what I really needed. And this was a blessing. And what better message than one of wisdom? I mean, to be honest, I had never really got into Proverbs. I mean, Proverbs isn't wrote in a story style. I tend to grasp lessons a lot better when they're in a, a story, wrote in a story form. Um, it holds my interest better and I learn better that way. And Proverbs isn't wrote at all in this way. It's actually, for me, a very hard read. And it really messes with my ADD. So the pastor they brought in was exactly what I needed. He He has a way of really getting you excited about Proverbs. And the way he teaches is spot on. It's really, really good. I really enjoyed the time that he, he he spoke with us. And some of the things he said really resonated with me. And the first thing that really resonated was he said that wisdom was knowledge rightly applied. Wisdom was knowledge 
rightly applied. And I don't know if that message hits you like it hits me when I first heard it. I was like, wow, that's it. That is it. That is the message I've been looking for. So I went to God and I started praying. I was like, God, you know, this is it. This is what I need. But I don't understand how to put the pieces together. I'm going to need you to really open this up for me to start guiding me because that's what I need. I need, I need to apply this knowledge correctly, but nothing. I got nothing. Days turned into weeks and weeks and weeks went by and I had become so frustrated that I, I, I wasn't even hearing the message anymore. I was just focused on not hearing God and not sensing God in my life. I actually was explaining the situation to a really, really good friend of mine and he decided he was going to uh, let me know what this was all about. And though he didn't laugh, it off, it, it kind of felt like he was amused. And he said, Isaac, do you know what this is that you're going through? And I said, yes, it's isolation. Well, at least that's what it feels like. And he said, there's a name for it. And I said, okay, well, what is it? He says, called hell. The separation from God is hell. And yes, that's exactly how I would define it. Hell, that's what it felt like I was going through. And I was desperate. I was becoming desperate to make it stop. It really was. And I remember as time went on, I'd gotten so frustrated. I remember one night I got on my knees to pray as was my, my habit. And I got on my knees to pray and I was praying to God, kind of the same thing. You know, I was calling out to him to speak to me, calling out to him to, to be there, to, to let me know he was with me. And as I was praying, it just felt like I was praying in this empty room. That's how I felt. Just nothing. I feel anything. I didn't sense anything. God wasn't speaking to me. He, it's just nothing. And I became so frustrated. Yeah, I did it. I, I cried out to God and reminded him of his promises. I said, didn't you not say you would never leave me nor forsake me? You can't leave me like this. I'm going crazy. You know, I can't do this by myself. It was that moment that God did speak to me. I felt a very strong sense to read Job. Not the whole book of Job, just I knew there was a message there when when God had spoke to Job that God really wanted me to see. So I hurried, I, I grabbed my Bible and I was so excited and I flipped the pages and I got to Job and I, I thumbed through Job to, I came to page 38. And I started reading, it said this, it says, then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. And he said, who is this that darkens the divine plan by words without knowledge? Now tighten the belt of your waist like a man. And I shall ask you and you will inform me. I, I instantly felt that look my mom used to give me when I was, when I was a kid, when I had stepped out of line, when I had crossed it once too many and she just had enough. That look, you know, that look. If you know that look, yeah, it's not good. God was saying to me, you darken my plan with words without knowledge. And you say that you know that I am God, yet you're going to question me. Now you say that you're a man. Well, pull up your pants and fasten your belts and be a man and not a spoiled child because that's how you're acting. You know, it's funny. I knew that God was upset with me because I had refused to trust his word. 
the word I was so confident that I knew. I just didn't apply it to myself. But I was so overjoyed that God had spoke to me that I just really wasn't paying attention to the rebuke. I was just so happy to hear God's voice in my life once more. Oh, I can't tell you. And I was desperate for more. So I kept reading. I got that message and I wanted more. And I kept reading through Job at that point, And I, I came to page 42. And this one really spoke to me. It says, then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do all things and that no plan is impossible for you. Who is this that can, who conceals advice without knowledge? Therefore, I have declared that which I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me, which I do not know. Please listen, and I will speak, and I will ask you, and you can instruct me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ears, but now my eyes see you. Therefore, I retract, and I repent, sitting in dust and ashes. I could really spend hours going over the lessons in this short passage that God had for me. So many truths, such a short exchange. I just, I can't explain them all. I too have declared things which I did not understand. Things that were way too wonderful for me. Things I did not know. I believed I knew. And it's crazy how God works. I was reminded in that moment of the lessons I believed I had learned so long ago. Seems I like pass it on the knowledge, but I don't actually retain any of it for myself. It was a month or so back I started a journey. And that journey started with a podcast. And the podcast was called Broken Promises and Pass to Peace. And it was on Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. And I know I'm sure you know the words, but just so I can feel them on my lips again, I'm gonna I'm gonna say them. And it goes like this. Says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. God is truly wonderful. Patient, kind, forgiving. I could go on and on and it wouldn't be enough for all of what God puts up with for me. I'm so blessed. So blessed that he loves me and he's willing to teach me the same lessons over and over and over again because I'm so hard to teach. When I actually started this podcast, I wanted to share my story. I never meant for this platform to become a blog about my struggles as a Christian, but it seems that is exactly what it's turned into. What can I do? What can I say? I can only give you what God has given me. And be blessed. I'm blessed, truly blessed to be able to do that. And it was while I was preparing for this podcast that God had given me a whole new message. And I just would love to go into that right now because I have a passion to speak it now. But that's a lesson for another day. I don't know if this is going to help anyone or not, but. We all struggle and we all doubt from time to time, but thank God he's greater than our doubts and our fears. Sometimes we have to face those to rationalize what we truly believe. And as I sit here writing this outline, I'm reminded of the 40 days of temptation and preparation that Jesus went through and the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years. 
And it has been exactly 40 days since my last podcast. And I'm, I'm not smart enough to make this stuff up. So I have to share it. I believe 2024 is going to be a very difficult year. And I believe we better start preparing for ourselves for it. I'm not a prophet. And I'm not claiming to be one right now. I'm not. This is just a feeling I feel that my spirit is telling me. That time is truly growing short. And hard days lie ahead for us as a church. And we better start praying. So let us be the church. Until next time, guys. God's peace to you. Goodbye.